You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve. My little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner, keeps the alternative medicine assholes at bay. This is a show for people who had never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com uh, slash weirdmedicine. You can buy a Bristol stool scale mug. You can rate your stools while you're sitting on the pod in the morning. It's awesome. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. Very good. Well, please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all your Amazon needs. Um, you just go there and you can click right through to Amazon or you can scroll down and see all the different products that we've talked about on the show, including, uh, um, I don't know, uh, iontophoresis devices. For if you've got sweaty hands and pits and feet, um, there's also um, uh, adult toys. <laughs> and you know what I mean, boys. <laughs> oh, God, I hate those commercials. Um and, uh, you know, probiotics and stuff like that. So uh, check that out. The ones that we recommend. Also, uh, don't forget tweakedaudio.com. Offer code FLUID for 33% off the best earbuds on the, uh, on the market for the price. And the best customer service, bar none, anywhere. They're fantastic. Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. I'm still at my ideal body weight. And if you go to my Reddit, subreddit, uh, it's... Uh, reddit.com slash r slash dr steve there's a testimonial from somebody there that dropped their um diabetic hemoglobin a1c from like 11 down to six which is basically normal <clears throat> using noom and um uh, that's what i use to drop my weight and i can confirm dr steve's rule of uh, you drop 35 pounds you gain an inch of meaty penile member uh, membership uh, absolutely um uh, i can confirm that and I'll be willing to uh, prove that to anybody who's interested. Uh, go to Noom. I don't know how I would do that, but go to Noom.DrSteve.com. That's Noom, N-O-O-M.DrSteve.com. Get two free weeks and 20% off. It's cheaper, well, I don't want to say cheaper, less expensive than Weight Watchers. You only have to do it for three months. You can do it longer if you want to. I chose to do it for nine months, and I may even get a year in. Uh, just to uh, keep my 
toe in it and stay stay sane. But um, anyway, check it out, noom.drsteve.com. And then uh, get $40 off freshly. They deliver fresh prepared meals that make eating right super easy. You can use my link to get six dinners for $39 for two weeks. That's 20 bucks off each week. And you can just quit if you don't like it. Uh, give it a try. Let me know what you think. Uh, they're all gluten-free. You can sort it by calories. You can, If you don't eat pork, you can just eliminate those. It's really easy. Um, they're coming out with new stuff all the time. It, it ain't, it's not for everybody. I'm just lazy. And so three days a week, I don't have to cook. So freshly.drsteve.com. And then if you're into uh, sports betting, um, I just won a couple bucks on the um, All-Star game. Go to bet.drsteve.com. I don't, I don't know if you get anything for that. But um, uh, it's um, uh, bet DSI. So it'll just take you there. And uh, premium.drsteve.com. You can get all the archives of this stuff. And if, really, if you want all the archives for 30 bucks, you can go to drsteve.com and... Um, uh, look around, and there's a link where you can order for 30 bucks a um, thumb drive. It's a 32-gig thumb drive with every show up to the point where you ordered it. So um, all the Riotcast shows. Anyway, And uh, okay, well, we appreciate you. Um, let's see what we've got today. Did we do the absurd story about smartphones causing kids to sprout horns? We did, didn't we? Yes, we did. Okay, so I'm going to delete. Was, we did it on the... Uh, ah, shit, you bastard. I just deleted it. Oh, yeah, we did it. Okay. <laughs> just tell me we did it. We did it. We did All right. Uh, what's this one here? Um, we did the one on um, HPV vaccination and how it is already showing a decrease in uh, so changes associated with cancer in women, like a huge um, uh, percentage. That's wild. It's wild. And now, remember, cervical cancer takes decades to really, you know, you see an abnormality on your pap smear um, and you ignore it. It may take 10 years before it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. And it can be shorter for some, longer for others. But so we need maybe another decade. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to see on a population level have has this vaccine decreased the number of terminally ill cervical cancer patients and if the answer is yes the, i mean that's the final nail in the um, coffin of the argument against this vaccine uh right now where there's every indication that it is uh going to uh prevent all kinds of cases of cervical cancer in women who would have died otherwise and it's not just cervical cancer right penile cancer anal cancer you don't want anal cancer can you imagine you don't want it (laughs) so uh anything we can do to avoid i'll do it just to avoid the old anal cancer exactly head and neck cancer yes sucks terrible they all suck it all sucks yeah so prevention is key we've got some new treatments coming but wouldn't it be awesome if we could just vaccinate ourselves against all different kinds of cancer? You really would. And it is well known that there are strains of human papillomavirus that cause cancer. Mm-hmm. And because we're asking you to get your kids vaccinated at age 12, jackass assholes, we're not doing that to encourage them to have sex. Right. 
which is the argument that I hear. Mm-hmm. Well, you're trying to turn our daughters into whores. No, shut up. Uh-huh. We're trying to catch them before they get exposed. Right. We're assuming that your kid is not having sex at 12. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, in some of, well, anyway. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what you mean, but yes. So we're, we're making that assumption. So that's why we're saying let's catch them when they're 12. Yep. But. You can uh, my position on this right now, and, and the CDC is agreeing with part of my position, is get it done anytime. If you're sexually active, yes, um, uh, there's the likelihood that you've been exposed to all of the strains of HPV that that vaccine protects against is pretty low. Mm-hmm. So it it may help even if you've already been exposed to one of them, and certainly if you've already been exposed to um, you know, HPV in general, the you know, the vast majority of HPV viruses are not a, a problem. So even if you know you have that, I'd still get the damn vaccine. Mm-hmm. Agreed. If I was on the market, mm-hmm. I'd get it. I'm pretty sure if yours hasn't flared up yet, you're probably okay. Well, I can, well <laughs> but I can still get head and neck cancer. No, I know. I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I'm not worried about getting genital warts <laughs> at this point. But, um, you know, if I was on the market, I I would get it. Yeah. Get the damn vaccine. I don't care how old you are. Now, you may have to pay for it if it's not indicated. So Mm -hmm. if you're above a certain age, you may just have to pay the the full price if you want it. Right. And I don't think it's profoundly expensive, is it? I don't know. Yeah. I'll I'll look it up. Let's ask Alexa. Alexa, how much is the HPV vaccine? The top search result for HPV vaccine is Shattered Dreams. The HPV vaccine exposed... It's twenty five dollars and ninety nine cents. Alexa, there you go. The book is twenty five dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, it's one. It's one of those. Uh, one of those books. One of those books. Um, this vaccine also, if you go to the CDC website, unless you feel that the CDC is somehow in on this, uh, shows that the the um, this vaccine is remarkably safe. Well, here we go. What'd you find out? Uh, One hundred and thirty. To 170. Oh, that's not bad. To not get cancer of uh, that type? Let's see. Yep. Yeah, I'll pay for that. Oh, oh wait, I'm sorry. For myself. But you, have, but you have to have three shots. So it's a total of oh. between 300 and $600. Okay. Total. Okay, but still. Still yet. Under that's, a grand that's not bad. to not get penile cancer yeah, would be bad. nice. Not bad. Yeah, the, re- the anal cancer, the idea of that bothers me more than the penile cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on It's going to hurt like hell. Well, you know, you, you, you fucking, you're sitting on You sit on your ass all the time. You don't sit on your dick all no, day. No. So. Hey, and, yeah, you know. Hey, don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net or simplyherbals.net if you don't know how to spell. <laughs> and uh, listen to our podcast wherever you can, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're everywhere. All right. Um, I have a story. Um, so here's I got into it with a bunch of people on Twitter recently about the um, Bluebell ice cream licking thing. And I, so I tweeted out uh, Briar's ice cream with the and it has a plastic seal around the lid. And I remember when the Tylenol thing happened. People don't remember oh, that. Do. Over-the-counter medications didn't have safety seals on them back in the day. Right. When when was that, Doctor Steve? Uh, I don't know. Well, you back, could look back it up. In, yeah, look, yeah. It was a long time ago, yeah. late seventies maybe. And uh, what happened was somebody had put, I think it was cyanide. I, I can't remember. Doctor Scott's going to look it up while we're doing this. Uh, and uh, adulterated 
Tylenol capsules back in the bottle and then stuck it back on the shelf. These, this person took one and they died. Then um, that when the person died, the, they were all mourning, you know, at the wake, and uh, they passed out the bottle of Tylenol because somebody had a headache. They took it and they died too at this person's wake, if I remember correctly. Wow. And um, uh, as I said, Doctor Scott, look, this is a long time ago. So nineteen eighty-two, Doctor. Eighty-two. Nineteen eighty-two. Okay. That's correct. So that one case led people on this crazy investigation trying to figure out how this happened. But the up, the end game was that all over-the-counter medications needed to be um, have safety seals on them. And it's so when I saw this video, the first thing I said is because all the ice cream I've ever bought has a safety seal on it. It's either circumferentially around the lid or it's over the the ice cream itself. So I incorrectly tweeted out, this video's got to be fake because all ice cream has a safety seal on it. And people treat me back, oh, no, you know, this one, this kind doesn't, this kind doesn't. And, of course, I tweeted out a picture of the Briars ice cream with the safety seal. I said, real ice cream has a safety seal, at least real ice cream I'm going to buy. No, and then people no. zoomed in and it said, you know, frozen dairy dessert is not even ice cream. I'm like, okay. So I got all these tweets back, that's not even ice cream. And it's like, okay, not the point. Bad example. Right. I, I'll cop that. It was a bad example, but that's not the point. I'm, you know, I, I think that this stuff should be safety sealed. Then people tweeted back to me pictures of uh, fruits and vegetables on the on the shelf that are obviously just loose. Sure, so people can pick those up and lick them, but presumably you wash those. It's hard to wash your ice cream. Yes, so things that are hard to wash, I think, mm-hmm. should be safety sealed. Now, Bluebell, and I'm not just singling them out; they're not the only ones. Say that what they do is they flip the thing upside down and freeze it so that it's um, the ice cream freezes to the lid. Okay. So when you take it off, it's obvious if somebody messed around with it. I guess that makes sense if you get it home while it's still totally frozen. But if it sits in your the back of your car on a 20-minute drive, yeah. you might not be able to tell. That's my position. So I'm not uh, – look, here's just how much does it cost to put a circumferential seal around uh, around the outside it, because a penny or two you per. can tell if yeah. that's been messed with yeah that's even better than the thing that goes over the ice cream because people were correctly pointing out that you could take the lid off inject something into it you'd never notice if they used a 30 gauge needle which is about the size of a hair you'd never notice that or they could peel it up lick it and put it back down and you'd never notice it yep. so i'm all for the circumferential safety seal or just seal the whole damn thing in cellophane yes and um, uh, now, what does it really matter? So I have a, a, fr- a friend of the show, mm-hmm. um, Shatai, um, who is um, the uh, owner of Hyperphysics with, sure. with her husband, uh, Richard David Smith, I think it's RDS. So mm-hmm. uh, he's the guy that um, is now a huge proponent of influenza vaccine right. because he, he almost died, died yeah. <laughs> because he didn't get influenza vaccine. And now he's our buddy on that. I can just sick people on him. And uh, I just say, you know, when they start at me with the influenza vaccine, I just say, bring this up to RDS, whatever his screen name is, or hyperphysics. Um, But anyway, she tweeted back to me, oh, would it be so, because they said, you know, how bad is this? I said, it's just gross. 
and she tweeted back to me, would it be so gross if it was Kate Upton that did it? Mm-hmm. Somehow, yeah, I don't know if implying that, you know, the the teenager wasn't hot enough or some <laughs> racial thing or something like that. It's like, no, it's gross. And it, it wouldn't matter if Kate Upton did it. And I said, here's how I know. Um, take a spoon, hold it at right around chin level, and now drool into it, your own saliva, <laughs> until you fill up the spoon. Now that you've done that, put that spoon in your mouth and drink it. And every everybody that I know that I said that to goes, oh, I'm not doing that. It's disgusting. Okay, so... It's disgusting because it's somebody, it's saliva that's outside the body that's on your food, and you're being asked to just ignore that somehow. Mm -hmm. So the uh, health risks to this. Now, I I was reading a thing about the health risks. There really isn't a whole lot. Hepatitis A, I've heard hepatitis A bandied about. That's really fecal oral. You'd have to shit Mm -hmm. in the ice cream Mm -hmm. to get... Um, a, or, or, or at least on your hand and your hand, smear it. right? A shit on your hand and then smear it on there. So yeah. really, your mouth is is probably safer in that regard. And then HIV, no one's ever gotten HIV by kissing somebody, uh, so you're not going to get it from them licking your ice cream. Right. So I think the risks of disease are pretty low. It's just gross and it's an invasion. So uh, now there's this. I don't know. There's this thing called food safety news. I don't know if this is right wing, left wing. I don't know if they have a political uh, 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 thing, but they did uh, point out something interesting. And I'm, again, not just singling out Bluebell ice cream, but they their headline was 20 years for licking ice cream, zero years for 10 listeria illnesses with three deaths. So um, what they were uh, talking about was at one point, um, Bluebell, and they're not the only ice cream manufacturer where this has happened, mm-hmm. um, uh, had um, in 2015, 10 people were infected with several strains of listeria reported from four states. Those states and victim numbers are Arizona with one patient, Kansas with five, Oklahoma with one, and Texas with three. And the illnesses went from January 2010 through January 2015. And uh, they were identified through retrospective review of the CDC's PulseNet database for DNA fingerprints mashing isolates collected from uh, samples of this ice cream manufacturer. And all 10 of the outbreak patients were so sick they were admitted to hospitals. So um, they, uh, you know, the, the inspector's observations reported on three key 483s, which are inspection reports from three different facilities, which showed, you know, deficits in manufacturing and packaging foods under conditions and control necessary to minimize potential for growth of microorganism contamination. There was a bunch of different things that they were cited on at different locations. Um, So, you know, they're talking about prosecuting this girl. Well, she's a minor, so she's not going to get a 20-year sentence, but food safety attorneys say um, food tampering carries a possible 20-year sentence. Um, so anyway, you know, so there needs uh, there's not real justice there, but don't tamper with our food either. People are are sensitive about that. I'm pretty lazy, fair when it comes to germs and stuff, although some of our friends will say that I'm not. It's just I don't eat leftovers usually. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, you're a germ freak. You want to eat leftovers. No, it's because I'm rich. I don't have to eat leftovers. <laughs> I'll buy so, those stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now. Don't hate. Don't hate. 
Don't wait. Hey, did it give any ind- indication why she did that? I oh, just goofing around for Instagram. Yeah. Oh, for God. You just sake. pull it off, and and they were doing it for Instagram. She was laughing oh, about it and sake. stuff. It, you know, Do we've all done. Else. It doesn't affect other people. Well, know. we've all done idiotic things. How about walking through neighborhoods just. Pick, taking um, old school windshield wipers. You can't do it with the ones now, but the ones that were just wiring going so that they're pointing up. So if you knew it was raining the next day, they would just only be able to see through. Now, it's, it's funny, but it's shitty. And it's things kids do. Yes. Um, and, you know, just, you know, putting firecrackers in mailboxes or throwing, how about this? <laughs> um, going down, you know, getting on the back of a pickup truck in, oh, I don't know, 1972 uh, and uh, driving real fast through rural Baton Rouge um, um, uh, neighborhoods, throwing br- bricks at mailboxes. And then one because you want to be cool to the um, football guy that all of a sudden for no reason is hanging around with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then when he throws one brick, it hits a stop sign and bounces back and hits him in the chest, and you think he's dead. So, <laughs> so you know, I'm just saying hypothetically, yes. shit like that. It's really the mindset's exactly the same. You're just doing something yeah. shitty for no reason. Yeah. And thank God the statute of limitations on property stuff is, you know, and is Limited. long gone. But you know, I just heard these stories. Right. God forbid I would have done any of those Nothing things. Nothing stupid. So, um, you know, that's why. That's all it is. Just yeah. effing around. You know, and there might be some sociopaths out there that do it because they're sociopaths. But I didn't get that vibe from her at all. She was just screwing around, you know. Yeah. And thought it was funny and didn't understand the consequences you know when i was in high school i was a freshman in high school and i had a lighter in my pocket and i see somebody's coat sticking out of their out of the um the uh what the locker mm-hmm. just sure. little edge of the coat i pull out my lighter and just flick no just, yes i wasn't even oh, thinking about it what a shithead yeah and then there a teacher comes what the hell are you doing and brought me down to the uh to the principal's office and i'm like i don't know and he's like well you have to have a reason it's like no i was i just saw it and i had a lighter and i just did it it was no no animosity toward that person nothing turned out it was the girlfriend of one of the gang guys Uh in my oh i know it was (laughs) um not it wasn't smart but when you're that age you you do things you're not thinking about what you're doing now like if my kid did that they'd be in big ass trouble it's like what the hell i would be the same way what the hell were you thinking oh shit if they did that in school today now that would be that'd be terrorism or something but i um for a year i um and I and the whole time I'd be totally going, dude. I totally get it. You were doing something you weren't thinking, but you can't do shit like that. I was just reading a little bit more on that that Tylenol case, though. Yeah, yeah. It tell cost, me about it. It cost it cost um the um, Tylenol company over fifty million dollars, and that's probably what's back, back then. Okay, let's that's do nineteen eighty two. Um, okay, so fifty million in nineteen eighty two. How much is that today? Let me see. Okay, uh, that would be. Um, oh, what? What? No, this isn't right. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. 
Well, you, hey, well, you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, you did the fifty million dollars. They had hundreds of copycatters after yes. that. Yeah, I and remember that's why that everything too. It was became terrifying. so. Cr- yeah, it was it was terrifying. It was like um, you're afraid to eat anything or drink anything. Okay, fifty million. Okay, I've got five million. God bless it. What's the answer? One hundred and thirty million. Okay. Yeah. You're crazy. Hey, so the FBI never did figure out who did it. And that's something. Yeah, they they didn't catch anybody nobody. of all the copycats. None nobody. of it. See, that's why. That's why they had to do this because it's too easy. Yep. So one of, it I remains mean, it, one, um, one of the most mysterious cold cases in U.S. history. They never could figure out. Who and that's did something. The Tylenol poisoning. Yeah. See, I thought they thought um, Ted Kaczynski did it. Oh, really? Well, they they certainly never proved it. No. Um, hey, the, Dr. Steve, that one bottle, five other people died from that bottle, including the pa- the uh, the young lady, her brother. Yeah, and they all took Tylenol because they were crying and stuff, yep. and they said, oh, and, let me give me a Tylenol. Yep, and the postman. Oh, um, the postman? Yeah, yeah, he, all from the same bottle. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my goodness. Why did the postman? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, so the the FBI requested DNA samples from Ted Kaczynski in connection to the Tylenol murders. He denied ever having possessed potassium cyanide. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Wow. wow. Yeah, so uh, I was going to tweet out, and I may, by the time you get this, I opened up um, a thing. Uh, I bought this bottle of um, polish for my... Uh, resin um, ca- uh, cabinet uh, not cabinet. what the fuck I'm, listen I'm I'm I've a bumbling LEDs. idiot today and I'll tell you why um, I got very little sleep last night plus I had to take my boards today oh. and just sit down take your effing boards and then try to do a radio show oh, afterward. Nice. my brain is just scrambled totally scrambled but uh, so yeah my countertops yeah. yeah you know it's like a polish for and it had okay. a safety seal on it yeah. it's like that has a safety seal on it <laughs> but my ice cream doesn't <laughs> makes no sense so ice cream manufacturers totally fine yeah. we know shit's gonna happen yes of course it's not your fault even the listeria thing we get it mm-hmm. just we have the safest food supply in the world in this country but mm. even then stuff's gonna happen mm. but we do, you know we do the best we can but it would be very simple just put a safety seal around freezing it to the lid isn't sufficient in my opinion no, that's agreed. my opinion agreed and uh you know so anyway all right um let me run this one by you this one was pretty stunning diet and supplements may not really protect the heart mm-hmm so uh, we all often recommend dietary interventions like Mediterranean diet or salt intake and stuff like that, protecting heart health. I've been doing some of this myself, trying to be healthier with my diet. And uh, this is from Medical News Today. Uh, common knowledge has it that diet and lifestyle play an important role in supporting a person's physical health and overall well-being. Of course it does. Sure. We are what we eat. Yep. And uh, this is why we advise uh, our patients to modify their diets. In particular, dietary interventions can allegedly help individuals safeguard their cardiovascular health, preventing heart disease and strokes. Um, So um, dietary guidelines for people in the United States advise that people adhere to healthful diets such as vegetarian diet or the Mediterranean diet. And we've talked on this show multiple times that they're not the be-all to end-all. If there was one diet, we would know it. Mm -hmm. And this study is kind of pointing us in that direction. Uh, that you can also mitigate risk with a ketogenic diet if it's done properly. Yeah. All of these sure. things are, you know, 
Dr. Scott's pescatarian, the benefits mm-hmm. of being a vegan have been outlined in the past. Sure. And then lots of uh, dietary supplements. So they did a meta-analysis, isn't a perfect study. Mm-hmm. So a meta-analysis where you take a bunch of different studies and pool all the data, try to match similar types of data with other similar types, just to increase the power of the study. Okay. Uh, these were from different collaborating institutions, including Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, West Virginia uh, University, Mayo Clinic, etc. They analyzed the data for 277 randomized controlled trials, which are good trials, Mm -hmm. involved almost a million participants. And they looked at the effects of 16 nutritional supplements and eight dietary interventions on cardiovascular health and mortality. The supplements that they took into consideration, count these while I do them, too, to make sure there's 16, because I want to see if there's anything missing. Selenium, general multivitamins, iron, folic acid, calcium, Calcium plus vitamin D, which, by the way, they showed a negative association. In other words, that actually seemed to increase the risk of heart attack and stroke. Beta carotene, antioxidants. I don't know. I wish they'd be more specific. Omega-3, long-chain polyunsaturated fatty acids. Oh, and then, okay, vitamins A, B-complex, B3, B6, C, D, and E. So, yeah, it's 16. I do not see CoQ10 in here unless that was in their group of antioxidants. Mm -hmm. And then they looked at dietary interventions, uh, modified dietary fat, reduced salt in people with normal and high blood pressure, reduced saturated fat, the Mediterranean diet, reduced dietary fat, higher intake of omega-6 polyunsaturated fatty acids, and higher intake of omega-3 alpha linoleic acid. See, at least I can pronounce everything today. That's been my problem recently. It gets so tongue-tied. You're doing well. They did, they did find some of these interventions had a positive effect. For instance, eating less salt may reduce the risk of premature death in people with a normal blood pressure. That's an interesting finding. So we're talking hmm. primary prevention, in other words, preventing the first event in people who are otherwise normal, although only with moderate certainty. Right. Okay, so it's one of those, yeah, it looks pretty good, but maybe not. Moreover, they concluded that omega-3 long-chain polyunsaturated fatty acid, which you can get in a pill, protected against heart attack and coronary artery disease. And there was an association between folic acid intake and a slightly lower in risk of stroke, but only with low certainty. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me. They got a million people. There was a little bit of a decrease. Hell, didn't going to chat my ass to take a folic acid with an omega-3 let's let's bring it out tomorrow do you do you have um uh the ability dr scott to to call your people who make your supplements and get us started on a folic acid with omega-3 oh, yeah. <laughs> tomorrow yeah let's do it yeah we can do it because that i couldn't find yeah. you can find folic acid you can find omega-3 long chains separate mm. why not have one and say here this is based on this study hmm. you know it's not com- it's not horse shit. Some no. of the stuff that's out there is horse it, shit, it and is. I want to know it what's is. really going to do something. I agree. Um, at the at the same time, other supplements and interventions had no effect, or they were downright harmful. Um, so the researchers found that taking multivitamins, selenium, vitamin A, B six, vitamin C, not, vitamin D, vitamin E, all that shit did not significantly protect against cardiovascular problems and early death. They also noted that following a Mediterranean diet, but this is very interesting, um, uh, were not beneficial. Increasing the quantity of dietary omega three and omega six were not beneficial either. Hmm. 
So uh, now, so what do we do with this? We have other information that says the Mediterranean diet was helpful. So yeah, sure. what we need are uh, for our little uh, thing with the uh, omega six or was it omega three the omega three yep, yep. and the folic acid now we need a double blind placebo controlled study mm-hmm. that we need to follow people over a period of five to ten years mm-hmm. it's going to be a hard study to do mm-hmm. that's why they do these meta-analyses because it's hard to get people long term enough to really show an effect right uh, but that would be something that would give you enough evidence to make it standard of care mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm. um People who took calcium and vitamin D supplements together actually had a higher risk of experiencing stroke, although only with moderate certainty. Now, who takes calcium with vitamin D? People who are told to do it by their doctors. Yeah, well, that's true. They're they're osteoporotic. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Give yourself a bill. So these would be mostly women over a certain age, you know, usually in their 50s and above. That have gone through menopause mm-hmm. or going through menopause and they're told to take calcium plus vitamin mm-hmm. D. This is not a reason to stop taking that. Mm-hmm. Your risk of breaking a hip, if this would be helpful mm-hmm. for decreasing um, uh, oste- you know, hip fractures, sure. that's really what you care about. Right. <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't care if my bones were like marshmallows as long as I had something that could reduce my risk of a fracture, mm-hmm. you know, sure. through some other means. Sure. So, um, uh, the the mortality and morbidity of breaking a hip may be worse than the stroke risk of taking this stuff. Right. So that's an excellent question. Does taking calcium plus vitamin D reduce hip fracture? Why don't you look hmm. that up while I ask Alexa? Sure. Alexa, does calcium plus vitamin D reduce hip fracture? Let's ask her and see if she knows. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> um, we're taking two seconds to determine. Okay, here we go. Among healthy premenopausal women, calcium plus vitamin D resulted in a small but significant improvement in hip bone density, but did not significantly reduce hip fracture, and it increased the risk of kidney stones. Now we can say right. it also may increase Stroke. So if you're on calcium plus vitamin D, it may be time to talk to your primary care provider um, why you're why you're on that. And I think a lot of times that answer is going to be because they've been doing it for so long. Yeah, it's, it's old really, school. It's old school. There, there's not been a lot of updated information. So, so hard maybe for me to stop taking aspirin. Yep. Yep. You know that didn't it was shown not to really do much for primary prevention mm-hmm. of heart attack and stroke. So. Uh, yeah, this is uh, from the New England Journal of Medicine, not, and it's uh, been uh, it's cited, uh, been cited one thousand seventy-seven times. Has thirty-seven references. And this is from uh, the Women's Health Initiative investigators from two thousand six. This is not some crappy just website. The New England Journal of Medicine was the first journal I ever heard of uh when i was training and that's because it it carries basically the weight of um the weight of truth okay so mm-hmm. very interesting so if you're on that worth asking is there a compelling reason to continue taking it 
And again, if you have any questions about this stuff, I'm happy to send you the articles that you can print out and take to your primary care. Uh, just uh, go to drsteve.com and click contact. Now you're shaking your head. What are you finding? Well, no, I just was reading on down. I was not the same page you were on, but it was talking about invasive colorectal cancers developing in 168 women assigned to the calcium plus vitamin D supplementation um, and 154 women assigned the placebo. Um, so what are they? What's their conclusion? Well, it's uh, well, good. It's, it's saying there were no significant treatment interactions with baseline characteristics, which is which is a good thing. So there wasn't an in, there was not a statistically significant increase right. or decrease. Yeah, thankfully. Okay. Yeah, right. that's, that's why I was like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, because there is a uh, yeah. uh, col- aspirin can protect some people from colon cancer. from colon cancer. Right. So and they show ca- coffee might help protect from liver cancer well there you go, there you go. Yeah, i mean there's coffee. so much shit you don't how can we synthesize all this to give people just it's, one thing to do you can't it's just too it's much impossible. you know alcohol is uh, good for this it's bad for that well you gotta just it's look so y'all, drink coffee flavored beer <laughs> it's just good. about <laughs> mitigating risk that's all you can do yep. and mitigating risk doesn't mean you're not going to die you're going to die unless the singularity happens in our lifetime or the rapture i guess but if you um uh you know check your stupid nuts for lumps get some exercise quit smoking these are all the things that we talk about um get uh, off your ass yeah get some exercise uh and eat a decent diet. You're mm-hmm. mitigating your risk to the ability that you can. That's really kind of what we can do. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of this are details that will affect a small percentage of people. Mm-hmm. The outliers. You know, you've got this um, bell curve, and you can move yourself a little farther along the bell curve. But when you get to the end of that bell curve, in, you know, big changes are still just incremental decreases in your risk. Because mm-hmm. at some point... You're going to get heart attack or you're going to get cancer. Those are the main two things that that they take that take us out of this world. And then there's other weird things that mm-hmm. can happen, too. Mm-hmm. But those are the, the two biggies, some cardiovascular event or some malignant event. Mm-hmm. And we're working on that stuff. But even then, when we have a generalizable treatment for cancer, people are still going to die. Right. Yeah. Just remember, my, my, my rule for living is... We're here for a, a good time, not a long time. There you go. So. And then my other rule for living is... I love the <laughs> yeah. I love I'll have to incorporate this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love All right. Okay, let's take some uh, voicemails. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right. I will not. <laughs> okay, where'd you go? Oh, shoot. Okay. We've had some weird noises on this line, so I... Hey, Dr. Steve, it's Corey. Got a question for you for the podcast. Oh, um, well, okay. I've always sweated a lot in my life, like everywhere, like my head, my shoulders, my face, you know, hot, cold, summer, winter. I haven't been that big of a guy. I've kind of, you know, husky my whole life, but I've gained a lot of weight in the last few years just driving all the time for work. Is there anything I could do to control that sweating? Love to hear an answer from you. Love the show. Talk to you later. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, um, 
we we talked a couple of episodes back about dingo dust. It's good for when you're sweating on your balls and stuff like that. You can buy it at Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know uh, powdered antiperspirant. You can put it other places. I do know people that have you know used it on their forehead and stuff like that. Use these things as directed. I can't recommend that you use it in a way that's not directed, but mm-hmm. uh, th- th- so that's good for spot treatment. But when you sweat all over, that's another thing altogether. Mm-hmm. You can go to stuff.drsteve.com and just scroll down and you can see things for if you have sweaty hands mm-hmm. called palmar hyperhidrosis. Uh, there's an iontophoresis machine that you can stick your hands in mm-hmm. and it just passes a current through those sweat glands it just shuts them down mm. and you may sweat somewhere else but you won't have you know if you're on a job interview and you're just sopping wet and you shake somebody you know potential employer's hand that's going to affect things mm. <clears throat> but again if you're sweating all over that's tough mm. so there are medications that you can take but they're all prescription mm-hmm. uh, one of them is a blood pressure medicine it's an alpha blocker called hytrin and they've used it off label for people with generalized hyperhidrosis there's another one called glycopyrrolate which is um, a peripherally acting anticholinergic medication so what i like about it is it doesn't affect the central nervous system like benadryl does benadryl makes you sleepy if you take it every day day in and day out it may increase your risk of dementia and And prostate issues and prostate stuff it won't cause the prostate stuff but if you have prostate issues it can cause problems yeah and can increase things like restless legs and stuff like that but glycopyrrolate doesn't do that it affects Mm -hmm. the periphery it doesn't cross the blood brain barrier so Mm -hmm. it's a good one for that and uh you know so but you that you got to talk to somebody yeah your savvy primary care person can help you Mm -hmm. or a dermatologist can help you may interject yes of course yeah because that you know the number one medication you mentioned was the alpha blocker (laughs) does those alpha blockers can tend to have a lot of side effects that that are not absolutely true potentially good side effects but you know find some first of all make sure you're medically clear and healthy and then find somebody like me that's that's got a degree find somebody like you what with Herbal a man medicine. bun yeah, yeah man bun and a yeah, some and a, a fancy a fancy seven foot tall freak with a man bag. bun <laughs> yeah find something like that hey but find somebody that practices oriental medicine that is actually an expert and herbal medicines because in Chinese medicine what we would do is we would diagnose this guy with one of two things it's either an excess heat or a deficient yin which is the the really the air conditioning side of your body okay and we would give you one of oh, two that makes sense yes yeah, you either got too much heat yeah. or too little cooling it, very similar to the way we treat um females with um um perimenopausal um yeah. hot flashes yeah very okay. similar yeah we we'd give him something so what would you give him if you were <clears throat> Wait, is it like Wang Chung or something well, like that? I, honestly, if, if if he had too much, we, we call it young. It's a young fire, which just sounds like what he, it's much more typical in a male. We have so much more of the heat. Um, I would give him something like, it's a Jawe Shaoyasan. It's an old Chinese formula just to cool the body. Hmm. and to drain What's some, actually in it? Uh, one of the things I mean, you're it Western is, enough. Well, one of the things in it is actually o- oyster shells is one of the things. It's a mineral. Huh. It's, to drain. It's, it's a cool, very cooling herb. Um, I would think oyster shells would just be calcium. It, well, it is, is calcium, there? but yeah. it, it, it's, it helps to it drain. It has other stuff yeah. in there, too, as well. Yeah, it's, um, you know, <clears throat> there's a, but there's a whole lot of different formulas that we could that we could potentially give him, but that's what I would do. You know, yeah. if he's otherwise healthy male, 
then I would give him something to drain that fire. If he's a trucker, if he's ever driving through here, I'd, mm-hmm. I'll pay for him to come, come see you. See and him. I want to try to see if Wang Chung or whatever this stuff is actually we, helps. What we, is it called again? We got it. Jiawei Shiaosan. Wow, Jiawei Shiaosan. I have, you know, on, on, on our Simply Herbals website, the stress less is very a very similar formula. Oh, here he goes. <laughs> no, this is the truth. It's selling stuff. It's, no, I'm not selling. I'm just saying it's, it, it's a very similar formula. Yeah. Well, you're not very giving similar. it away. Either. No, I'm not giving anything away. <laughs> Hey, knowledge, maybe. There but, you go. Yeah, but, but okay, um, interesting. Yeah. So if he yeah. has any questions, he can I, email us. Yeah, sure. Um, go to drsteve.com and click contact. If it's yeah. for Doctor Scott, I'll forward it to him. Yep. He'll always email you back. He's oh, pretty yeah. good about that. All right. There you go. So I don't know what this one is. So, hey, can you guys oh, uh, mention and tell me uh, what's the best type of HCG human tyrannic gonadotropin? There's no such thing as bioidentical HCG, so is it the same if it's compounded or if you buy it from just a regular pharmacy, not a compounding pharmacy? Sometimes doctors want to write it compounded. and Yeah, no, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. So HCG is human chorionic gonadotropin. It's an analog of uh, progestin. It's a hormone that supports the normal development of an egg in a woman's ovary. Uh, that that's what it's for. Uh, it stimulates the release of the egg during ovulation, and you can use it to cause ovulation and to treat infertility in women. But you can also use it to increase sperm count in men. So the question is, what do you want to do with it? Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to use it for weight loss, I got to be honest with you. Those HCG diets, and I mean, I I'm a medical director for a weight loss clinic, mm-hmm. and uh, we've done some pretty extensive research on the HCG thing. Now, what they were doing is putting people on a 600 calories a day right. diet and then giving them a shot of HCG. Well, you could just hand somebody, and look, I'm not saying anything about anybody's practice. Mm-hmm. Do whatever, you mm-hmm. know. It, but, you know, if you just hand somebody this diet and say, go do it, you can only charge them once. But if you can get them to come back every week for a shot of HCG and mm-hmm. charge them for the shot in the office visit, it's a mm-hmm. different thing. I'm not saying it was all... Medic or uh, financially motivated because I um, think that some of those people were honest in their, you know, in their interpretation of some of the 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 information that they were being given. So look, I don't ever want to, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. But you need just go research it yourself. The HCG component has been studied and didn't seem, if you did it with the HCG or without, didn't seem to have make much difference. Mm-hmm. If you put somebody on a 600-calorie diet, they're going to lose weight. weight. Yeah. And if you don't do a, a diet like that, uh, that's really a fasting diet. We used to fast people mm-hmm. at 600 calories if they had diabetes, for example. We put them in the hospital, mm-hmm. put them on a 600-calorie diet. And uh, you got to make sure they're getting enough protein mm-hmm. to make sure that they're not catabolizing or chewing up their sure. muscle tissue. Because when you're doing that, you're doing damage. Right. You what you want to do is you want to lose fat. You're not. It's not even weight. It's you want to lose fat. That's mm-hmm. what people are trying to do. So you need to make sure you're burning fat and you're not burning muscle tissue because mm-hmm. that'll just make you weak. And and if you b- burn enough muscle tissue, it can do damage. Right. So we would do this very carefully. Uh, preserving protein. It was called protein-sparing fasting. And uh, we could get their blood sugars down and actually get their hemoglobin A1C back to normal. And a lot of those people would be, you know, not necessarily cured, but they would have a lasting effect 
by fasting them that way. That's right. an old school thing. We can't put people in the hospital to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So people took this, and I'm sure that's where the lineage for this HCG diet came from because it's basically the same, you mm-hmm. know, very similar diet. And uh, But you're going to lose weight. And the HCG was touted as, well, it's going to make you not hungry. If you put somebody on a 600-calorie fasting diet, they're not going to be hungry because mm-hmm. their body thinks they're starving. They think that there's no food supply because the body's blind to the outside world. Sure. All it knows is what you're putting in it. And when you're only putting in 600 calories, the, what the body is basically saying and this is a teleological explanation, meaning that there's meaning where there is no meaning. But uh, it's basically thinking, well, this there's no food in the environment, or this person, certainly to God, they'd be eating more than this. Mm-hmm. Why would anybody voluntarily eat 600 calories? Mm-hmm. So it starts, it's almost a mercy thing. It just goes, okay, I'm not going to make you as hungry mm-hmm. because obviously there's no food around. That's just torturing. I'm not, it, the signal isn't being reciprocated. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, when I'm sending the signal that you're hungry, you're not responding. So surely there must be no food in your environment (laughs) or you wouldn't be eating like that. So people tend not to be very hungry when they're on that. Now, I'll get a bunch of email. Oh, HED does help. Okay, just show me, cite your sources when you do that. And I'll cite my sources and my sources will be will be more academically rigorous but anyway so the question is what do you want to do if you want to increase your sperm count you can do it i wouldn't do it with over-the-counter you know hcg if you can get it somewhere just go to a fertility specialist and they'll give you what you need they can give you a shot i mean they can do there's so much there's so many things they can just let them do it this is not a hormone i want people just fiddling around with you know okay all right Hey, Dr. Steve. Um, I was listening to Weird Medicine Episode 1 on Riotcast. Oh. And you told a story about how Anthony Cumia was in the studio with Melinda (laughs) when you did your first, you and John did the first show ever (laughs) live in the studio up there um, on Saturday night. And you said, oh, it was a great feeling until 30 seconds after you left the studio, some shit went down. You didn't say what it was, and you said, maybe one day I will tell it. Sure. That was 364 episodes ago. Yep. I would like to know what happened. Okay, I can tell you what happened. I've only got five minutes, so I don't know if I've got enough time. Um, If I can't finish this today, we'll bring this up again. (laughs) But leave me a note that we need to do this. Episode one. Um. So, yeah, I remember when I was married to my previous wife, and she had two little kids, and I was raising them, and we were living in Vermont, and I remember one day they caught a moth, and they wanted to keep it. Well, moths, you know, they lay eggs, and, you know, they get in your clothes and eat your clothes, and so I didn't want a moth in the house. So we talked to the them and said, well, that moth has a mommy and daddy, and it needs to, you know, fly and get back to its mommy and daddy, and, you know, you, you want it to be free and all this kind of stuff, and we kind of built this whole thing up, and they were like, yeah, 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 and they, they're four, so they're thinking, we're really going to do a good thing, so they're holding it in their hand, and they we open up the door, and they're like, be free, moth, be free, and they let the moth go, and you know how moths kind of flutter around, and we fluttered around, and the dog was right there, just Wrap! like that, and just <laughs> ate it. So they were like, yay! Oh! <laughs> Same thing with my kid. He caught a fish one day, and he doesn't want anything to die, so if we fish, it's always catch and release, and the thing swallowed the hook. 
Oh shit! And uh, so I'm down in there trying to get this thing out, and it was it was a struggle. But I got it out, and we threw it back in. Motion detected at the front door. Okay, thank you, Alexa. Uh, we threw the thing in, and um, it it's kind of laid on its side, and then it starts wiggling, and it starts writing itself, and we're like, "Come on, fish! Come on, fish!" And it gets just ready to take off, and we're like, "Yay!" And then this seagull goes and just grabs it and oh. uh, flies off with it. And my kid was like, "Yay!" Oh, you know, it's the same thing. This was exactly. Exactly the same thing. Oh, we finished the very first Weird Medicine October 12th, 2005, and uh, we did 90 minutes. The phone lines were packed. We were having so much fun. And uh, and Anthony actually came up to us afterward and said when the thing was over, and we bumped E-Rock. He was supposed to be our first guest, but we had so many calls, we had to bump him. Oh, my God. Anthony was there. I was nervous that he was there because I was sitting in his chair. And he came up after it and said, now, this is a guy, at the time, they were like radio gods to us, mm-hmm. right? And there was Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony. And I was sitting in their chair doing a show, and I was so nervous because they decided they were going to stay. And uh, he comes up and says, that was the best first show I've ever heard. And I, we were just, we were... You know, we were at 11. Sure. And we walk out of the studio, and there is Melinda yelling at this friend of mine that I had brought up there, screaming at him, calling him motherfucker. Are you motherfucker? Oh. What the fuck? And all this stuff. Well, it turns out, I didn't know any of this, mm-hmm. that he, and he was just a guy I was corresponding with. He was the guy that had Opie and Anthony.net, and apparently there had been a rift and they were, you know, this was the beginning of sort of the whack pack chewing on itself and, and we're fucking with, with them. Mm-hmm. And Anthony had, even on the air, had said, I'm going to sue these guys. Mm-hmm. Well, if I knew about it, it kind of flew over my head. I didn't think anything about it. You know, he was, he was a, a re, an actual friend. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she was like, did you tell him he could be up here? And I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, this motherfucker and all this stuff. And Melinda was... I, I, I really liked her. Mm-hmm. She, you didn't want to be on her bad side, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I don't think that's, I'm saying anything out of school. I think she <laughs> would agree with that. And uh, she was right in his face, you know, doing, you know, this thing with the hands yeah. and all this stuff. And he was just backing up. And then there was this big giant guy, and I don't know who he was. Um, I just, I remember him. He had a beard and he was just a big bearish dude. And he was like, dude, you, you ought to just get out of here. So he's backing up. The elevator's open. And I'm just like, well, I'll see you later. And just the, the elevator closed. Oh and I'm like, I brought this guy here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was my friend, but he's a, to them, he's a motherfucker. Oh, wow. You know, so I was like, and it was just like, I'm letting the moth go free. Yay! Oh! Oh. So we came out at a 10, an 11, and I was at a 2 at that point. Now, we quickly got over it. Yes. We quickly got over it and went out and partied, and I bought everybody drinks, and everything was fine. But, oh, my God, that was, you know, John and I were just looking at each other. Like, how could this turn around so fast? It's the yin and the yang. Yeah, I got another story like that a different time that we did Weird Medicine where the end of it was, to me, even worse because that there was no destroying us, but this this other one almost destroyed me. I almost quit doing radio, but we're out of time for that. Go to our website, 
at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. We can't forget um, Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Kumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teff, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharski, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Ron Bennington, and Fez Watley, whose early support of the show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel. SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.